Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff. Great deals to be had. And also, a fabulous service department to back all this up for the life of your vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, D.D. Gregorius for the Phillies. Breaking ball, hit in the air, right field, pretty deep. Going back, Marcakis to the track, at the wall, it is gone! Grand slam for D.D. Gregorius. Third home run for D.D. as he hits a towering slam to right. It is 9-1, Phillies. They needed it. What, they get to, what, 13-1? Yeah, it was 13-1. It ends up being 13-8 thanks to that wonderful bullpen of theirs. Aaron Nola through eight innings is brilliant. The only inning I watched last night was the ninth inning. <laughs> and and they're talking about Aaron Nola. He's the player of the game and the whole deal. I'm looking at the score mounting. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And But that is – but you know what? It's interesting. You know what we've seen in the last two years? Analytics relies heavily on bullpens, correct? That's that's part of the theory of analytics. Bullpens, to me, have never been worse across the board. If you have a great closer, all right, you've got a great closer. You have to start there. But as I've said once, I've said so many times on the show, that most... um, teams that win usually, not always, but usually rely on those one-year wonders in middle relief who have that career year. you got two or three guys that, hey, for whatever reason, everything falls into place for them a year, and you don't, again, rely on them for, hey, boy, those are going to be our guys for three years because you know darn well for most of them this one year is like the year. And that's the way it's been in baseball for a long time. Most time, closers, the reason they're the closer is that they have a long-term feel to it. Their stuff, their game, the whole thing. Great breaking ball, great sinker, great um, fastball, whatever it may be. And they're expected to get one inning, get three outs. Most times expected to start the inning. And 
that is, you know, that's the way. I mean, that's where the Phillies are. The Phillies are like that. I mean, their closer's fine. Starters are not bad. In fact, Zach Wheeler goes tonight with Zach Wheeler, 2-0 with a 2.05 ERA. Yeah, he's off to a great start. Yeah. And I got Joe Girardi and maybe other managers want to protect their pitchers a little bit more, especially when you're a team like the Phillies that's been kind of in and out, not really have played a whole lot of games. But there it's common sense. Your your starter, your ace is cruising. 89 pitches to that point. If he doesn't, let him at least go out there and try to do the ninth. And if he gets into trouble, then you take him out. It's 13 to 1. Well, I think it's one of the reasons I would take him out. I would take him out because he... Because it is thirteen to one, there's, you know. In other words, there's no need for him to throw extra pitches in his in this season when you've already got thirteen to one. He's already giving you eight innings. See, I, that's that would actually have been my reasoning. Let's go to the bullpen. I mean, in other words, I'm looking at these guys with a twelve run lead, saying, "Can you give me three outs?" Yes, you should be able to. Well. They almost, you know, to their credit, I mean, they only gave up seven runs. They didn't give up 12. <laughs> they won the game. They won the game. But, I mean, I would have, but if I'm Joe Girardi and I'm sitting there with a 13 to 1 lead and Aaron Nola's throwing 89 pitches, I don't run him out there for the ninth inning because at that point to me, I'm like, okay. Let's save that extra 15 pitches for another day. I, I, I'm not going to waste you with a 12-run lead. You've done your job. we got a bunch of guys down here. They can do it, right? All right, the big story of the day is, is going to be uh, in a group of two. It is the Big Ten being the first to say they're going to transition football from the fall and attempt to play in the spring, and the Pac-12 is following suit. Uh, as I've often said, there's nothing like a Rose Bowl on Memorial Day. I mean, I've, you know, how many times in this show have I said that? Wait, never. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever said that. So this is the decision they've made. Look, it's one that we're all going to have to live with. You know, all, all the uh, discussion. I mean, I would think uh, I would think yesterday was the measured discussion I had on all of this. 
there's no need to now as a fan you can do whatever you want to call the show right now please call us that's fine I'd love to hear from you um the um me, as you know, I would have pushed it back because the testing has been good so far in the Big Ten. And the numbers were scheduled to come out tomorrow for Penn State. I don't think there's any need to bring them, put them out now, I don't think. I mean, we'll see if they do. Testing numbers across the board in the Big Ten have been really good and getting better. All right? The next hurdle was going to be contact. Well, let the NFL do contact first. I mean, that, that's the, the approach I was taking. And kick the season back a couple of weeks, let the NFL play, let some other college football teams play. I mean, that would have been my approach. That would have been my recommendation, but that's not what they went with. Uh, cardiomyditis is something that they're very concerned about. They're, they're saying that, I mean, I've only heard of one person with it, but they're saying they're 15. Okay. Um and the uh, and the Pac-12, by the way, is looking at the option of playing in the spring. So that's what they're looking to do at this point. Let's see. We're going to start with Baird and Sealands Grove. Hey, Baird, how are you today? Great to hear from you. I hope you're well. I am well. I'm out weeding in the front yard even as we speak. <laughs> it's, it's something to be said for retirement, Steve. So. <laughs> anyway. Are you suggesting... Are you suggesting I should go that route? <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, you have a few months here to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't true. go that route. I, uh, okay. you, I, uh, I want you to be doing what you're doing for a very long time. So. I appreciate that a lot. Everything, everything that you do, what Jack does, what the, what the whole crew does up there. So anyway, so the, I share your sentiments for the most part, but the one thing at least this is my opinion, no one else's opinion necessarily but mine, the one other mitigating factor that makes this different from professional sports is the professional sports, even if they're not in the bubble, if they're living in their own home, like the Phillies, whenever they're out on the road or probably sleeping in their own beds at night, I doubt that they're going to a hotel, um, Is that's their job. So they go to work the ballpark and if they want to continue to go to work and do their job and get paid for doing their job then they go home and they act as responsible adults and they don't go out and mingle the difference in college ball at least in Penn State is so far it's worked very very well as you, as you talked about numerous times but we have not added 
approximately 40,000 students to the student body, which is going to descend on campus here in the next couple of weeks. And now we're talking about, as your first guest mentioned yesterday, kids 18 to 23-year-olds making 18 to 23-year-old decisions. And so now you're not mixing the football and, and fall sports teams in with uh, the general population or allowing them to not have to mix in with that you're expecting them to do their job, which is not only to practice and eat their meals together and do the things that they're supposed to be doing in training, but they're also their other job, and their main job, is to student athlete is to go to class. And now they're part of that 40,000 student body. And, all. and I think there's a significant difference between the two. And I suspect that that weighed heavily in the decision-making process when presidents make decisions play or not play. Just my right. Yeah, no, no, it's a very fair opinion. That's why I've tried to cover it in such a way where I've said, okay, I think there are benchmarks that you uh, that you should be allowed to pass to see if you can do this or not. And one of them I mentioned was specifically the return of students to campus. I said, how do you handle that benchmark? Okay, if you handle it okay, keep going. If you don't, then maybe then then there's then there's pause for concern. So I listed a number of benchmarks, and that was one of them, because the students will be reintroduced into the population here beginning on Monday, uh, because it's going to be a move-in week with classes starting uh, 13 days from today on the 24th. So you're absolutely right about that. That makes it different. What made me talk so extensively about the ability to play in the fall was actually the student-athletes themselves being so passionate in what they put out on social media along with their parents about it. And I made that point yesterday that because they felt so strongly about it, then, okay, fine, that I felt that, okay, I feel fine in talking strongly about it as well. Right. And, and, and I agree with them. And were I in their position? Were I in their parents' oh, position? Can I get up by your door? Just up by the door, please. Okay. Sorry, sorry the FedEx. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I would I would be echoing the same things, and uh, you know I, I I'm not as doom and gloom about it as what your brother was stating on Friday afternoon. <laughs> 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 I guess you had to you talked him back from the edge of the ledge there a little bit. But, uh, but I, I, I appreciate how passionate he is about it as well. So, um, I just, well, you know, I tell you what this does do, at least for the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and I suspect maybe a few other uh, large conferences, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to see which model played out the best. Because if the FCC, excuse me, the SEC, and the, um, if, uh, if the ACC uh, play in the fall as is, is two power fives, um, we will see whether or not uh, they get to the end of the season and say, look, folks, right. we did it. We did it exactly right. Or we might get three weeks into it and find out that the whole darn thing shut down because it was, uh, you know, what somebody else predicted or, or what, the, uh, what the presidents of the uh, Big Ten fear could very well happen. And, all. and now we're talking about our most precious resource, and that is um, the future of our country and our, no question. our children. So. You are absolutely so, right. I mean, I agree with everything that you talked about. And as for my brother talking off the ledge, we talked after the show, and the two of us, the two of us were laughing hard because 
every once in a while he'll deliberately take a contrary opinion just because he thinks it's good for the show. (laughs) (laughs) He was was, uh, vociferous, to say the least. (laughs) That's what makes makes him... That's what makes yeah. me makes him my brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love so, him. And that, that's I what makes him. us all want to tune in on Friday afternoons at four thirty because we know that we're gonna we're gonna have a great topic and and a fruitful discussion. So um. I appreciate that very much. I'll let him know that too. He'll appreciate that a lot. Alrighty, I've looked for him at a couple of Penn State games, but as, as it turns out, he's not either able to be there at the games. That, I'm at or uh, last time. Last time he was at a game, I think it was the Maryland game a couple of years ago. See, he went through a time where he ended up needing hip replacement surgery, but he had a complication right. with a blood clot, and it kept him from traveling. Right. That's why he's. That's why he's had to miss a season or two. Yeah. So. But uh, I know he's anxious to get back down to, to not only State College, but uh, yeah. Temple, Pennsylvania. I know he likes to go get pickles at Brewer's Outlet. <laughs> That's exactly right, Barrett. He loves the pickles at Brewer's Outlet. You are so true, so true, so right. He should have Corey on speed dial. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got to right. figure out a way to have that. Steve, I appreciate it. I Barrett, will, I will you. let you go as a guy that, that honked his horn. Is a athletic director at uh, Shiklemi High School. He lives right up the street from me. He just he just went past me, so I am sure uh, he has his own issues to deal with right now. Yeah, I can't fathom yeah. being in. I you know either Sandy Barber, God bless her, and all her cohorts. Um, we I, we didn't even get into the other topic at all, and that is I I don't know I didn't haven't had you on all afternoon, um, and I won't I won't uh, hang on any longer and all, but. Were you going to cover your thoughts on whether or not a school such as Nebraska could, would, should jump ship and uh, play out of conference? There, and I will, let, I will been, hang up and yeah, I will let you go, and question. you can talk about it if you wish, or you can. I will hold your thoughts for another day. Or Baird, Pardon? please take good care of yourself. Okay, please do. Thanks so much for calling. We appreciate you a lot. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. So let's get into that. That's a really good question, as a matter of fact. And I was going to get into it a little bit. So what we'll do is is we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into it because there are some reports Nebraska may go rogue. They may look at the conference and go, nah, I think we're going to play. They might. We'll find out and talk about it in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, so let's get into what Baird brought up, which I thought was really interesting, a great question. Nebraska football coach Scott Frost, President Ted Carter, and Chancellor Ronnie Green released a joint statement within the last half hour saying they would hope to still possibly compete this fall. We will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges. The statement read, we hope it may be possible for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to compete We are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten Conference to postpone fall football, the fall football season, 
as we have been and continue to be ready to play. A concluded safety comes first. Based on the conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, testing procedures, and structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. Asked Tuesday about Nebraska's discussions to play outside the conference, Kevin Warren told Big Ten Network, I take those statements as a point of passion in supporting and representing their universities. We have 14 institutions of the Big Ten. We've been together, and I plan for us to continually be together. I understand the passion. I understand the many things that have been said and the things that will be said. I'm proud to be in the Big Ten. Ryan Day said he's also open-minded about playing outside the Big Ten. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at SunburyMotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. And great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. And a fabulous service department. To take care of the life of your vehicle on Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Well, what's interesting is this. Nebraska, Dave Revson asked Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, can a Big Ten school play elsewhere in 2020? Kevin Warren didn't answer the question. Dave Revson, to his credit, asked again. Kevin Warren said there will be issues that will arise that we will address at the appropriate time. No offense, I have no idea what that means. So, Nebraska, at least to this point, to this point, appears to be doubling down on what they said earlier about the ability to still play in the fall. And They are the one school that so far has come out and used the word disappointment about the decision. You know, not disappointed they're not going to be playing. They're disappointed in the decision. And Ted Carter, who's the president 
Bill Moose is the athletic director. Ronnie Green's the chancellor. And Scott Frost is obviously the football coach. They put together a joint statement, said the school has been ready to play and was very disappointed by the Big Ten's move to pull the plug. We are very disappointed by the decision by the Big Ten Conference to postpone the fall football season as we have been and continue to be ready to play. Safety comes first. Based on conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe that the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. We will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges. We hope it may be possible for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to compete. And Kevin Warren said that the mental and physical health and welfare of our student-athletes has been at the center of every decision they've made. What's interesting, though, about this, and ironically, I ran into one of the Penn State athletic trainers, not Andy, all right, but one of the other, not Andy Mutton, but one of the other trainers. And in talking with them briefly, They said all of this over the last few days has caused a lot of mental anxiety with the players. A lot. Not a little, but a lot. You also have to remember that in that board room, obviously in a Zoom call, you do have two medical doctors there. The president of Michigan... Uh, is a doctorate in infectious disease makes a difference and I do not know what the medical expertise is of Michigan State's president. I don't know much about Michigan State's changed presidents a couple different times during this so I don't know much about that person but it is very interesting that already Nebraska has come out and said, uh, maybe we're not done. Interesting. Now the question would be, who would you play? Remember, the Big 12 is playing a 9-plus-1 schedule. So is that where Nebraska turns if they want to keep playing to be the plus one on some of the Big 12 teams? That's something to look into. That's something to see. And what happens if they do do this and decide to go rogue? How does the conference react to it? In terms of the television part, Nebraska's its grant of rights go to the Big Ten. The only major conference of the Power Five that does not have a grant of rights is the SEC. The SEC feels they don't need a grant of rights, that nobody's going to want to leave them to begin with. And and who know here's the other part who knows if everything's going to be that much better in the spring now maybe we have a vaccine so maybe your confidence in doing something in the spring is certainly there and better okay
But I think the Nebraska reaction has been very interesting. The Pac-12 has also decided to go hoping... The Pac-10 has canceled fall football. They hope to play in the spring. Didn't say they would. They hope to. All right, let's go to Dick and Milton. Always a pleasure. Great to hear you, Dick. Hi, Steve. This is a question. I told you, this is a question for Steve Jones on Steve Jones. In other words, my question for you is, okay, so football's maybe in the spring, maybe not. Basketball's touch and go. What does Steve Jones do? And you didn't have summer baseball. So what happened? how does Steve Jones deal with him personally, all this stuff, no announcement? I guess that's my point, because you don't have all the prep work anymore. Well, we'll start with this. Today's my 41st wedding anniversary, so we're going out to dinner tonight. <laughs> so that's okay, well, today. Congratulations to you and your wife. Thank you very much. You ought to congratulate her. She's the survivor. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, um, I, I've been, um, I've kept busy with a lot. The show's being one. There's also something else that I, there's two other things I also do during the course of the day. I have taped some TV shows during the call, course of the season. What this does for my schedule, when does basketball start? I don't know, because usually I'm doing anywhere from 90 to 100 games during the course of the season. I haven't done a game since March 7th. So I think like everybody else, for the most part, I play the waiting game, and I also try to make sure that I'm as sharp as I possibly can be and up-to-date on as many topics as possible to do this show. you know, And also a couple of other things that I'm doing right now that are away from this show. That's about what I've been doing. So well, I appreciate. I my, mainly, my question was was because you don't you don't you don't have the football games at least until possibly in the spring, and and who knows sure. about basketball, which sure. means you probably don't have the James Franklin show every week or the. That's right. You know, that's right. So I guess it, your schedule is almost mute compared to what it is normally. That's my word, it's, not somebody else's. It's, it <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, right. It's it's obviously not quite one eighty, uh, but. I'd say it's at least 120 of what it was uh, before because, I mean, I'm constantly, especially this time of the year, I'd be fitting in speaking engagements, starting the talk show at the end of the month, starting the daily show at the end of the month, and right now I don't have any of that. But uh, you, but you won't be traveling. And, well, not, and, and when they're playing traveling. Purdue, you're playing Michigan or what, you don't have the announcer or the, you know, you're not going to have the guest on from that particular school or the athletic, you know, anybody. Right. So it's just going to be a different, even the Steve Jones show will be different from. Well, how, I mean, how, different, how different has it been the last few months? Because we haven't had any of those people on, but I've always done a more of an issue oriented show. The issues aren't going to disappear because we're, we'll, we have a lot to talk about with the NFL and how they're going to handle it. How's baseball handling it? What about the SEC? What about the ACC? What are the issues going to be? Will they allow fall football practice to get ready for a spring season? Will you know how are they going to handle all these various issues along the way? How are they going to handle scholarships? How are they going to handle opt-outs? How are they going to handle transfers? What's the transfer portal like? You know, what's the financial outlook? There's so many, a long line of issues. And as you know, Dick, this has always been, an, for the most part, an issue-oriented show. So that hasn't changed. That's one of the reasons why we've handled the last five months the way we've handled it, because of the type of show it's always been. Well, 
it, it'll be interesting this this fall without college. Well, without most of college football, most. I'm not sure if anybody's left on the table pretty soon or not. Well, I guess we'll find out in the next few days about football. And 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 again, going into going into the winter sports or basically winter wrestling and and basketball, and and with the with the schools like conferences like the Ivy League not planning on doing anything till January, it it has to have an effect on schedules because a lot of those teams start doing stuff in the end of October, November, and December. And those teams won't mm-hmm. be playing. Yeah, let's say basketball. The basketball schedule, at least at this minute, hasn't changed. The NCAA is not making a decision on basketball until September. But, for example, Penn State has already lost four games off its non-conference schedule. Holy Cross, Bucknell, Boston University, and Penn because of what you just talked about. So we don't yeah. know what's going to happen with that next and then you could run into a situation. Obviously, the end of the football season normally crosses over with the basketball season, you know, the last two and a half weeks or so. Well, if you want to start football season for the spring, you probably have to start in February, which means you're going to get about a month's worth of crossover between the two if they're both played out at the same time. So there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered about that. Now, the other part is, I, I could be going. I could be doing a ton of games in 2021. <laughs> I'm just not doing any in 2020. I understand. And the other thing I'll leave you go on this is is of all the sports, 25, 25, 26 sports, whatever. A lot of schools had. I think Stanford or somebody had 30 some. Of course, they dropped about nine or eight or nine. But of all the sports, the one that the one that I think has the most possibility of not happening unless things change in a hurry would be wrestling because there's nothing more closer contact than wrestling yeah I, yeah that's well that's an interesting point um, again is a vaccine a be all end all no we have flu flu vaccines and people still get the flu but I think their your confidence in doing anything changes with a vaccine out there That that's the big part. That, that's uh, it's not the be all end all, but I don't expect it to be the big be all end all. I don't expect that. Um, but at the same time, at some point, with a vaccine in place, you got to start living again. Um, and I know that cardio might. Um, Myitis is something that they are concerned about in the Big Ten. They say they know of 10 individuals that have it. Now, they didn't say there was 10 within the Big Ten. Obviously, we know of one Indiana lineman who got it, but he got sick while at home. Eduardo Rodriguez, they're concerned about him, the pitcher for the Red Sox, but he got COVID-19 also at home. In the Dominican Republic, these are not athletes, I believe, who contracted coronavirus while either with their team or on their campus. But they decided, instead of seeing how the benchmarks worked out, to just make this move now. And the decision has been made that they will attempt to play the 2020 season in the spring of 2021. That also brings up the issues of when do you start the 2021 season, do you want? Do you end in April, 
and then try and get back and start on Labor Day again, which means you would start your training camp. I mean, usually players take, after a bowl game, they usually take... Um, I remember talking with Miles. Jack and I were talking with Miles Sanders at the Fiesta Bowl. And I said, and I think Jack said, he said, when are you going to go back to work? He says, on Monday. And then I said to Jack, I said, I think he weeks, means a week from Monday because that Monday was going to be New Year's Day. I said, January 8th is the beginning of classes. I said, so he probably meant a week from Monday. But that only meant he was going to take nine days before he went back to work. You certainly can do this, and you can treat your you can treat June like you would your winter workouts. Taper down in July, get to a modified training camp, and then get back to work for the upcoming season. I mean that would be that would be the concern. You'd have to, but you still would have to start the spring season. In my personal opinion, you'd have to start it probably in, in mid February, at the latest. But that's that's me. Obviously, that's uh, I shouldn't say obviously. That's something they're working on. You would think that's something they already have in over the last few months. That certainly had to be one of the items that you were looking at as a possibility, as a just in case. So there has to be, I would think, somewhere a schedule. All right, we'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And uh, the Big Ten making the decision today. I wouldn't doubt that they look at the idea that uh, we'll see what the NCAA says about basketball. I mean, the big maybe the Big Ten doesn't start any kind of sport like the Patriot League or the Ivy League until January 1. That could very well be. I mean, that wasn't decided today, but that could very well be something somebody is looking at. And that's what the Pac-12 decided, too. Well, I'm saying the Big Ten did not announce that. The Pac-12 sounds like they decided it. So, uh, and I, you know, I can't even begin to tell you if I, you know, 
nobody knows even in the spring what's it like in the spring we don't know all I know is that right now to this day I'll be honest with you I thought things were going pretty well We got that, you know, all the protocols in place. Again, I thought things were going pretty well. And not just here. As you know, I've taken a long, hard look at what everybody else is doing. We've talked about everybody else. We've talked about what was going on at Ohio State, what was going on at Michigan. We talked about what was going on in Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska. We've talked about everybody, Michigan State. And an open question has to be, I mean, we understand, you know, what's the issue with liability? And um, and also, let's face it, something that in this day and age people talk about optics. So the decision's been made, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing anybody can do about it. Now, for the SEC, it sounds like they're getting the medical advice to move forward. The ACC sounds like they, they've received the advice to move forward. The Big 12, we haven't heard from them yet. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate all of you very much. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com.